Welcome to part two of our Canucopia coverage. We're recording this at about 10 p.m. after the show today. Uh, I was able to talk to a, f- a few very cool people at the show today, including Levi Lexfold with the Save the Boundary Waters campaign. Dave Freeman, uh, he wrote, uh, him and his wife wrote A Year in the Wilderness and are presenting at Canucopia uh, on their experiences. They paddled for a year in the Boundary Waters uh, to ra- raise awareness. Um, and we also talked to uh, Rob Wazarowitz from Northwinds Adventures in Houghton, Michigan. We will also recap the show uh, from our perspectives. I do just want to apologize for the audio quality uh, in this podcast. We had some technical difficulties and we had to make some compromises. So enjoy the show. Okay, we're done with our first day of Canucopia. That was Friday, 4 to 9 p.m. That was, this is the longest night it always feels like. I'm sitting here with Nick. Hello. Carol. Hello. Todd. Hello. And myself, Sam. Uh, okay, so real quick, I'm going to have everybody talk about their favorite booth. Uh, mine, I guess I'll start. I went and checked out the Sanborn Canoe Paddle, uh, Canoe Company. Oh. Booth, because I own one of their paddles, and, uh, and it makes some gorgeous stuff. And you're going to make one, too. I'm going to try. So, Nick, what's... Uh... Uh, there was a lot of good ones. Uh... Moving on. Carol. <laughs> uh, uh, Silver Waves jewelry, always. Always my favorite. And Todd? Go back to Nick. Oh yes, uh, uh, there was a couple of handmade um, like knives and axes. Oh yeah, I always like that craftsmanship of that. Um, also, the there's a couple uh, I, I forgot the names of them. Um, like some handmade like kayaks and stuff like that, and boats. Is that Sanborn? Uh, probably. Was it yeah. a yellow boat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that Sanborn. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's a really cool boat. Yeah. It's like $3,500. Yeah, it's, it's an expensive boat. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Dad, what's your favorite? You know, um, for me, for me, I really don't have the favorite booth, I guess. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Yeah, you know, I just, I haven't been able to walk around enough, so I'll give you uh, my favorite booth tomorrow. How's that? Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I did see a new one I've never seen there before that I have to check out. Redbud soaps. Oh yes, redbud red soaps. Red bud pretty, suds. pretty cool. Redbud suds. That's what it was. Yes. Red pretty, suds. pretty cool booth. Um, all right. Uh, so I was able to uh, talk with Levi uh, from Save the Boundary Waters, uh, the Save the Boundary Waters campaign, and uh, we'll hear from him right now. And uh, and another guy. Uh, Dave and Amy Freeman paddled for a year on the Boundary Waters, and we are going to hear from Dave as well. My name is Levi Lexfold. I work with the Campaign to Save the Boundary Waters. Uh, this is my fourth year at, here at Canucopia. Um, and so our group is based out of northern Minnesota, up by uh, Ely, the Ely area, uh, right on the edge of the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness. And so what our organization does uh, is currently we are trying to hopefully put a stop to proposed copper nickel mining on the edge of the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness. So it'd be kind of hard for your podcast viewers to kind of picture this in their head, but like 
outside of the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness, the South Koshri River, starts in the wilderness area. It leaves, it goes around what we call the, this region called the Koshri Triangle, and then passes through these proposed mine sites. And then the river then uh, drops down into White Iron Lake, Farm Lake, South Farm Lake, and then eventually making its way back to the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness uh, to Basswood Lake and then the border route. Uh, and so then the, the concerns of our organization is that uh, pollutants from this mine site, so dealing with things like uh, sulfates and acid mine drainage, uh, would then get into the watershed of the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness uh, and would cause irreparable damage to what is uh, America's most visited wilderness area. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, what right now is your goal here at Canucopia, just awareness? Yep, here it's just all about awareness, spreading the word, and getting as much support as we can, you can get. Yeah. What, what can people do if they are... Uh... Uh, so what you can do is you could visit our uh, website, savetheboundarywaters.org, uh, sign the petition, share that with your friends, um, and then also on the website there are plenty of resources that you can download and just kind of spread to you, your friends and family. Right now, it's just all about spreading the word, just Absolutely. making sure people know about Fantastic. what's going on. It starts yeah. with awareness. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. And what was your name again? Uh, my name is Levi Lexfold. Levi Lexfold. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And awesome. if you get a chance, you could uh, go down to the MTI booth and talk with Dave and Amy Freeman. Okay. Um, so they actually spent a year in the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness to raise awareness about this issue. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I was oh. their expedition manager for that trip, so it was my job to supply them with everything they needed to survive. That's yeah. excellent. It's pretty yeah, cool. I'll have to go talk to them. Yeah. What booth number are they? Uh, so they are in booth number... Oh, you got them all number, labeled here. Yeah. Uh, M4? H4. 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 Yeah, a little path through there to follow. Awesome. That's just right over there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Levi, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Next up, uh, here's Dave. My name is Dave Freeman, and I'm at Canucobia this year to do five presentations with my wife, Amy. We spent a year in the Boundary Waters Canary Wilderness in 2015 and 2016, and so we're doing three presentations called A Year in the Wilderness, about the 366 days we spent continuously in the wilderness, and then two presentations called Gear for a Year, which focuses on the equipment that we use during during the year out in the wilderness. And we're also selling our book, which is also titled A Year in the Wilderness. All right, all right, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, That's very cohesive. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, how many years have you been at Canucopia? Oh my gosh. A lot. A huh? lot. Yeah, yeah, I think we've, I would say at least 10, the last 10 years we've come almost every year. Um, I love it. It's like a mecca for paddle sports. Yeah, it's really fun. So what was, what was planning your trip like? Well, we spent about a year planning uh, and, and uh, there's no way we could have done it without the support of a lot of other people. You know, a lot of our equipment was donated. Uh, the campaign to save the Boundary Waters <laughs> helped us organize like 300 volunteers that would bring in all of our supplies. About every two weeks, uh, resupplies would be brought in and Levi from the campaign to save the Boundary Waters organized all those. So a lot of the uh, lead up to it was figuring out like how resupplies would work, um, you know, fundraising and um, getting uh, equipment donated, uh, and then also just figuring out how we could um, use a satellite terminal and communication equipment from the wilderness to be able to broadcast out uh, from the wilderness to tell people about uh, what a special place the Boundary Wars is and uh, the, the threats that a series of proposed copper mines bring to the region. That was sort of our main focus, was raising awareness about the proposed mines. Um, and so the, the year leading up was spent really intensively 
yeah, just planning and organizing and uh, and gaining partners that would help help uh, publicize it and and support us in a lot of different ways. What uh, what kind of did you run into any kind of adversity before the trip, during the trip? Obviously, a year in the wilderness, you're going to naturally run into. Things, <laughs> yeah, we're certainly going to run into challenges. We. Uh, there was a big storm, like a big lightning and uh, wind storm in the, at the end of July that knocked about six trees down in our campsite. We had never experienced a storm as strong as that. So that was a real challenge. Um, in the winter, the, there was a lot of slush on the lakes. Uh, water seeps up through cracks and then it's insulated by snow. And then when you step through the snow onto the ice, you get in the slush and it freezes to your sled or to your feet or to anything. And that's a real pain. Um, and that year we had a lot of slush. Um, so that was a real challenge. And then also the freeze up and the thaw was challenging to travel as the lakes were freezing. And then as they were thawing again in the spring, um, that was probably the toughest time. So there were definitely challenges along the way, but in the end we were so happy that we were able to do it and, and we, Wish we could have stayed longer. We loved being out in the wilderness. Do you, uh, do you feel like you accomplished what you set out to do? You know, the, there's been a lot of positive progress over the last couple of years to protect the Boundary Waters from these proposed copper mines. Um, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done uh, in the last couple of months. Uh, some, some decisions have been being made on the federal government level that um, that are stepping backwards a little bit from the progress that we've made. So it's really important. The next year is going to be a really important time for protecting the boundary waters. And that's why, you know, we're here at Canucopia with Save the Boundary Waters to tell paddlers from all over the country about this issue and get them engaged in protecting this place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you're speaking five times, you and your wife? We are. We're doing five, five presentations throughout the weekend. Yep. Okay. Uh, and what, how would you encourage people to participate in saving the boundary waters? Well, I, you know, the best thing to do is they can go to savetheboundarywaters.org. There's a petition there to sign. That's, that's a great first step. Uh, and there's a lot of information on the website to, that, where you can just start learning about this issue. Mm -hmm. Also, my wife and I, uh, we published a book called The Year in the Wilderness. And in April, we're going to start a two-month book tour from Ely to Washington, D.C., and we're going to be towing a canoe behind our bicycles, stopping in communities all along the way, um, uh, selling our book, doing presentations. The canoe we pull will be a signature canoe, so people can sign it as like a virtual support of, of protecting the Boundary Waters. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 2018 is the 40th anniversary of the Boundary Waters Wilderness Act, which was passed in 1978. So, so this year is critical, and um, and it's a really important time for us to speak out. and And I think going to save the Boundary Waters at Oregon, signing the petition is really a great first step. Excellent. Uh, I think I don't really have any more questions. If you have anything to add, feel free. But I. Uh, no, I think that's great. I'm glad you're here cool. at Canucopia. You're going to have a great weekend. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we, we all are. Definitely. Cool, thank you. All right. Next item on the list, discussing our booth. Yeah. Pretty cool booth. Best one so far. Nine years. 
Best one so far, huh? Yeah, oh, definitely. Right. Our, yeah. our collaboration with Northwind's Adventure next to us really yeah. made for an expansion that just... It's very open. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we tied yeah. it in together. Oh, yeah. uh, Nick's, it was Nick's first day as well. How did Nick My do? First Nick's first day. Let's, let's get Todd and Carol's assessment. How was Nick's first day? Nick, Be honest. I'm going to say Nick did an excellent job. I had to channel my uh, my uh, inner salesman that I haven't had <laughs> to do in probably over a year. Yeah, year and a half. Actually. I say you win the the you tackle the most difficult customer already, so <laughs> so you're good. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a mystery who that customer is. Yeah. No, there is um, no difficult be, customer. I'm just kidding. They're all difficult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, and now we're gonna hear with we're sharing a booth. Sort of, kind of a whole section with uh, Northwind Adventures, um, and they're out of Houghton, Michigan. I have that right, right? Mm-hmm. Northwind Adventures, um, and we talked to uh, Rob from Northwind Adventures uh, shortly, and here that is. Yeah, Rob Ozarowitz from Northwind Adventures up in Houghton, Michigan. All right, what uh, and what uh, what are you doing here? Well, we've got a we've got an adventure camp up in Houghton, and we're lucky enough to be surrounded by some amazing paddling water and some of the most beautiful country in the Midwest. So got some vacation homes and some, a wall, couple wall tent villages on 220 acres, private lake. And we just think we've got a lot of, a lot of folks in the paddle sports world can uh, learn about us and hopefully come up and visit. Absolutely. Yeah, see so you, you brought to, is this okay, your Jeep? Well, how much does uh, this vehicle get, sir? <laughs> yeah, what does it get? This thing, this is this is not mine, but I'm guessing. Oh, I think this is I think this is Prius territory for sure. Yeah, forty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's forty forty-five. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a. This is actually. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, it's well, one, it's not mine, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Um, In September, we're we're hosting an event called the Q and A Overland Adventure Rally. Um, I believe TC Teardrops is going to be a part of that. Um, but it's basically a, a, a gathering to, to kind of um, develop the, the Overland community and just, we have, like I said, we've, we're in an area that's just got some amazing country and some amazing trails and combine that with some of the paddle sports opportunities. So we're hoping to gather a bunch of people to just kind of hang out for a few days and have some fun and compare, compare rigs and Promote. whatever, yeah. Fears? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. quite possibly. Yeah. That's you know, after the driving is done, of yeah, course. Absolutely, right? yes. Yeah. Okay, so final thoughts on the show. I think we will. I think it was a, a good night for us tonight. Uh, definitely a, a few cells out of tonight. And uh, a little slower than normal, it seems like. I'm not sure. It, se- it seems slower. It seems slow. So, but... It could have been something different. I mean, usually it's just Caroline on a Friday evening like this, and uh, we had Sam and Nick with us, so Carol and I got to kind of chill out a little bit. So it's kind of hard to say. We'll we'll see what the numbers are. Yeah, numbers tomorrow, show. Tomorrow's the big day. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Saturday. Need, I'm gonna need a mid nap or a midday nap. I think <laughs> tomorrow we all will. Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. if we first, we'll have a midnight yeah. nap. Yeah, <laughs> then we'll have a midday nap. Depends on how late we stay up playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that wraps it up for us tonight. And it depends uh, on how uh, uh, late Sam and Nick keep Carol and I up from playing video games. Yeah. Nick <laughs> and I are 26 and 29 years old. Yeah. So, almost. Mm, yeah, we're, and Todd and I are ancient. 
Yeah, we're yeah. we're grown men we're playing video games right now. Over fifty. All right, I think that uh, so that's it for us tonight. Thanks for tuning in, and we will uh, check back in with everybody tomorrow.